And it's a Tuesday night, great Tuesday night. I'm back in New York City after a weekend away, and I am pleased to be joined by my brother, Joe Habib, from Ringside Reporter Live. What's good, Joe Habib? What's going on, brother? Beautiful work down there, man. I enjoyed the uh, footage. I, I enjoyed the coverage. You seemed like you were getting around. You were enjoying yourself down there. It's been a while. I got to join you one of these days when you go down there. It's got to be a like a team effort. 100%. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have a blast down there together. Shout out to Ness. Ness was down there too. Yes, he was. Ness was down there. Was sitting beside Ness actually at the uh, Devin Haney fight with Jojo Diaz, which was a great fight. And uh, I've got to check out ringside reporter live from sunday i wasn't able to because i was on the road i still have to check out the on demand but you know i got to listen to my brothers joe habib and eric lorda from ringside reporter live to get all of the great uh fight analysis because i still didn't actually watch the card uh, on the zone so i want to kind of get your perspective on what you saw uh, saturday joe as it relates to the telecast and kind of your views on what you saw there about the the fight. Uh, but yes, look, it was a great weekend. And uh, before we get into the hot topic of the week, which, by the way, is a pretty big deal in media, and that's Chris Cuomo getting fired by CNN. And it's not oftentimes that high-level guys like that in the media get fired. Um, so we're going to discuss, is that really accountability? Uh, was he fired uh you know is that for for legitimate reasons was it the reason that he should be fired for but before we get into that uh joe i want to get your opinion on something uh that caught my eye uh and just have a listen let's talk about it in a moment you what 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 kind of i've been watching boxing my whole life and one thing that sets you apart from other promoters it seems to be you're always in the gym you can go back to footage for 24 7 <laughs> Way back in the day, you can see you with Mayweather on holding, holding the speed bag to make sure it's steady. Uh, what makes you so hands-on and so different than other promoters? Instead of just riding around, you actually are showing up and putting the time in the gym. Talk well, because I, I, I be in the gym working myself. I be, in the, I be in the gym, too. I be in the gym, too. Y'all just don't see it, the cameras. I be in the gym. I, I hit the bag and the speed bag and jump. I do all that stuff myself, too. Stay sharp and know what's going on. You think yeah. you could take on another promoter, Leonard? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Could you work at turn? I'll knock that motherfucker cold out. <laughs> period. And I wish he would. Man, come on, don't get me started. <laughs> no, with, uh, Leonard Hunter be saying some, some, I'm Eddie telling you, I'm telling you. Y'all be asking questions. Y'all don't get that boy fucked up. I'm telling you. I'm not gonna, I don't play them type of games. I don't play them type. See, they might do that over there. I don't play them type of games. What do you think it is about Eddie Hearn and his crew that uh, they're always bringing your name up? Eddie Hearn well, seems to I, kind of have a little thing According to him, it's the other way around. Listen, listen. He's a, he's a good promoter. I- so, number one, uh, grab that ring uh, ringside reporter package at Manscaped. You guys got to get that taken care of. You want to get that weed whacker and that whole package. Uh, but, Joe, generally, I got a question for you. What's up with these promoters? <laughs> Just like taking the limelight these days, uh, talking about themselves now, talking about slapping up other promoters. Uh, this, to me, is like a very new phenomenon in, in boxing. And 
Uh, if if I want to talk about accountability, I want to just talk about it at first, uh, talking about boxing for a moment. What are they doing? Why are they not talking about their fighters? We got Leonard Ellerby here from Mayweather Promotions. I can't tell you the last time I've heard anybody from Mayweather Promotions talk about anybody as it relates to a fight, uh, unless it's Javante Tank Davis. Uh, and now he's talking about essentially fighting Eddie Hearn, slapping the man up for what I don't really know. But, but Joe, what, what, what are your thoughts on seeing that? You know, it just seems like these guys are all narcissists, man. It's, it's not about the fighter anymore like it used to be. You, and, it's, and it's, I think what the happened here is the fans – because the, because the promoters have such a following now on social media, and because of social media, how everything has just gone wacky, we're, we're, we're seeing things now that we've never seen before, before social media was even around. Now everything is, is, is broadcast out there. Um, everyone's whole life, everything they do say 24-7 is up on social media now. So I, you ask me, you know, why do these promoters think they're bigger than the fighters now? It's because of the, it's because of the social media. It's because of YouTube. It's because now they have a camera in front of their face all the time. And they're getting just as much, possibly more airtime than the fighters do. And it was never like that back in the day. So now these guys have become the celebrities. And it's a product of what a lot of people on YouTube are doing. A lot of these... Uh, so-called journalists, they're giving these guys more attention than the fighters. So they're part of the problem because these guys like, are, are now the stars. Now you have fans defending um, Leonard Ellaby. You have fans defending Floyd Mayweather. You have fans defending Eddie Hearn. And when when you sit there and criticize a promoter or you, or you don't like a show, then you see all these, the, 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 these minions of fans jump to their aid and protect the promoter. Like when, like, like this guy that was interviewing Leonard LB, gassing him up. Leonard, you be at the gym. You be doing this. You be doing that. Like who the fuck talks to people like that, bro, when you're interviewing somebody? Now, I respect fighters. I respect more. I respect people in the business. But, I mean, this dude was, like, practically doing chin-ups on Leonard LB's nuts. You know <laughs> And it was just like it was it was just like ridiculous. So this is what the media has come to nowadays. We're, we're, we're starting to idolize and look at promoters more so than we are the fighters. Look, there's a guy, there's a guy that calls into our show every week. Oh, PBC, Al Heyman's the best. Al Heyman's the best. He ain't taking punches. He ain't throwing punches. Fuck is Al Heyman the best for? Yeah, it's it, it's it's unreal. I want to play uh, just a little bit, just a little bit more of this. But you're right. I mean, they're seeking out interviews with, with promoters. They're they're trying to now start beefs, I guess, between promoters. I think of the word accountability, which is the buzzword for today. I think you know being accountable for my work, doing my job correctly. If I show up as I did Saturday in Vegas to a fight, to cover a fight. I'm doing my job to cover a fight. If I show up to my nine to five, which is teach, you know, I got to do my job. I got to be a teacher. I've got to teach my classes. I've got to take attendance. I've got to issue report cards. 
I, you know, I got to be on time. Joe, I know you're, you're a civil servant. Your job requires that you do tasks, that you write up reports. If you don't write up th- those reports, you're accountable. Um, I don't know who's keeping these guys accountable. I don't know who's keeping the promoters accountable because you have promoters in the game right now that quite honestly don't really seem to be promoting their fighters. You know, I saw Don uh, Roberto Diaz uh, Saturday night, uh, you know, essentially the head of Golden Boy. He did a tremendous job uh, spearheading, you know, uh, Jojo Diaz's involvement in that fight. You know, he he was there, uh, you know, being there, be there for his fighter, taking care of him the whole weekend. But did you see anything uh, from 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 Oscar promoting Jojo going into the Haney fight? No. I mean, the last time I heard from Oscar, he was essentially talking about fighting B- Vitor Belfort. Uh, when's the last time you've heard about anybody at Mayweather Promotions talk about Badu Jack? You know, I, I can't think of it. But here, let's listen to a little more. I give him credit. He's a, he's a good promoter. He thinks he's a lot better than what he actually is. And to be honest, it's like he don't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, for an example, this is, this is an example. Since y'all going to go there, it's like. The event they had last night. Yeah. Okay. It has nothing to do with Devin. Because I, Devin and Bill are doing a very good job. And it would, especially with what they're working with. But again, it's like they're fighting on a platform that nobody fucking watches. For start, that's, that's one, one of the reasons why it's taking time to, you know, to build his profile because people don't even know who he, he, he is like that other than the diehard fans. And- I'm going to stop it right there. What evidence is there that nobody watches The Zone? I mean, I watch The Zone. You know, there's a music teacher that's a friend of mine. He just recently subscribed. You know, uh, he's gotten into boxing recently, Joe. Uh, believe it or not, I'm going to back up Eddie Hearn and Matchroom here. They did a tremendous job on Saturday night. Was it a full sellout of the MGM Grand? No, they kind of... Uh, you know, removed the top row and only had the bottom row open, but it was a sellout of the bottom row. The crowd was raucous. It was a great night. Did anyone question him on that statement there, Joe? Well, here's the thing, too. No, no, they did not, to answer your question, but here's the thing, too. So you got all these celebrities going to Tank's fight. Are they actually paying for the tickets or are they being comped? I mean, that's that's the rumor. Like, a lot of people say... That though that those those arenas, half the people not I'm not gonna say half, but a great portion of the people at those Tank Davis fights are are comp tickets. Now, if you're gonna comp tickets, then of course you can make the arena look sold out. And I don't I, again, I, I just can't see all all those people paying for those tickets like Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce sold out, and all the. All the rappers, everyone that's there, I just can't picture them paying for the tickets. I, I can't I can't see them asking Paul Pierce to pay for tickets, all those rappers, the entertainers that were there. I just I I I'm I'm hearing rumors that a lot of those tickets are comped. So if you want to compare events, yeah, okay, that's great. But um again, you know, maybe Tank is is a bigger draw than Devin Haney. He's he's been fighting longer. He's older. I get that, right? It's a lot but older, you, actually. But you can't tell me that George Campos just can't go to uh, Australia and, and sell out our stadium and and attract more people than than Tank can over here. No, one hundred percent. 
it's it's not it's it's not it's not a re, it's not reality, man. And at the end of the day, I also don't even know the kind of numbers that Tank's fight actually did uh, on pay per view. My guess no. is he probably didn't do very well. But yeah, look, we're here to talk Cuomo uh, and and the rest of the media landscape. I just found that a little bit interesting. Yes, again, another promoter not doing what I think a promoter's primary job is to do. And you've got people in the media there essentially not doing their jobs and giving them a platform to essentially uh, engage in just shit talk with another promoter that, to me, is not to his own fighter's benefit. But let's check out the big news of the day of the weekend, and it's Chris Cuomo getting fired. Here's Brian Seltzer from E... Sorry, not from ESPN, from CNN. You know the biggest media story this weekend. It's the firing of Chris Cuomo from this network, CNN. Now, I've been working the phones ever since this was announced yesterday uh, uh, evening. Um, Frankly, I've been on the phone to the last five minutes here getting information about what happened and where CNN goes from here. So I'd like to start, now that you know the news about Cuomo's firing, with a timeline of how it came to this point. Why was Chris Cuomo fired now after CNN management supported him all year long? That's the key question I've been pursuing as a media reporter for the past, you know, 18 hours or so. So here are the answers I have so far. Let's take a look at the day-by-day timeline this week to catch you up. On Monday, the New York Attorney General's document, Attorney General's office released that document dump. It landed with a thud. There was a lot to read, some of it damning, some of it about Chris. Now, Cuomo's view is that he never engaged in opposition research on behalf of his brother, Andrew. Cuomo says he's never smeared anyone. He never went after any of his brother's accusers. Plus, the attorney general's office never accused him of that. But the documents, especially the text messages between Cuomo and his brother's aides, showed a level of coziness with the governor's staff that was alarming to many. CNN leadership on Monday bought some time. All right. So I'm going to stop it right right there, Joe, and then I'm going to get in, in a little bit of this. It was alarming to them that he had a cozy relationship with members of his brother's staff. I don't know how that was alarming to them. Uh, he, spent, he spent most of the pandemic essentially engaging in puff piece journalism uh, and soft interviews with his brother on live television. I mean, don't believe me. Okay. I mean, I've got the receipts right here. Let's check out uh, one of the first ones uh, that, that I can, that I can bring up as evidence. Here's exhibit. Hey, let's have a look. It's uh, going to be a very tough summer for people. Uh, there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of expectation, but there's also a lot of fear. And that's a lot to balance. Uh, as leaders, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having a good sense of humor uh, about um, what is a very important public service message. A lot of people aren't getting tested because they're worried about it. Thank you uh, for showing people how easy it is to get tested. You're shaking your head in the negative. I'm not sure why. That was not you were beyond. Don't call me. I'll call you. What's wrong? I love you. I want you Nothing. to know that. Nothing. Have I a, love you. Have a good night. You. What are you looking at? I have the screen. I have the screen right here. No, I'm not doing it. Because anything. I don't trust you. I'm not so doing I anything. Put it in the screen. Look at the screen. Okay. Look at okay. the screen right now. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you did. Okay. <laughs> it's nothing. Yes. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> have a good night, Gov. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Joe, before I ask you for your opinion on on watching that, and by the way, that was essentially taking place while his brother was that's uh, journalism <laughs> was overseeing the deaths of, I mean, by conservative estimations, tens of thousands of people in nursing homes in New York State who died, uh, yeah, you know, on, under his under his under his eye. Before I get to ask you for your opinion on watching that, I got to big up Chauncey. Pearls, big supporter of Maestro uh, Boxing. Let me just ding the bell again. But Chauncey, uh, thank you so much. He says, great content in Vegas, Emil. I appreciate that, my brother. I really do. Joe, you saw that. Should anybody be surprised that he was close to his brother's age? No. Again, Brian Stelzer is a, is a clown. He's a fraud. And everyone over there, just like when they were giving Hillary Clinton the answers to the questions when they were hosting the debate, the political debate, back in, I believe it was 2008, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, these guys, they got caught. And that's why now they're trying to throw Cuomo under the bus. Just like the Democratic Party was was knew all along what Andrew Cuomo was doing for years. But then when they found, you know, after the hospital scandal, the nursing home scandal, I should say, and all the deaths, and he was getting heat for that. They decided to focus their attention on his his other scandal, you know, with the sexual uh, harassment or sexual assault, however you want to describe it. And they knew they couldn't protect the guy anymore. There was just too much heat on him. So then they threw him under the bus. So this is just Brian Stelzer and the whole network uh, being exposed, right? The cat was let out the bag. And uh, now they're just pretending like, hey, we never knew this was going on. Oh, we never knew this. They're acting all coy now, trying to trying to pretend like they're they're holier than thou. But they knew all along. But now they just can't cover it up anymore. So what are they going to do? Always, always lie. With, like that, they, you know, people want to talk about all the other news media outlets on television and how they can't be trusted. But I have to be honest. I have never, ever, ever seen a media outlet like CNN lie as much as they do. And they do it with a straight face. And they insult their viewers. If anyone could sit, you know, if they even have any viewers left, but if anyone could sit there with a straight face and believe anything they hear come out of that Humpty Dumpty looking like Brian Stelz's mouth, I, I I mean, come on, man. One hundred percent. Here here here's another example of it. Uh, here you go. Again, Cuomo interviewing his brother. Uh, Seltzer's acting like this was all a big surprise that he was close to his brother's team. My Check it hair, out. Uh, out of resentment. None of that has happened to me. I'm just doing my job which is what I've always done. The, from word, the, from old, the uh, word from the governors and the consortium is great idea, like working with you on the policy level. You talk about yourself in the third person. True or false? Why is this important? It's not a denial. It's true not or false? True. That you say Cuomo thinks, Cuomo says false. we should ask false. Andrew. Are you sure? False. false. Do you think false. that you are an attractive person now? because you're single and ready to mingle? Do you really think oh my God. you are some desirable single person and that this is not just people's pain think, coming out of them? Meanwhile, people are dying, and this is what we're talking about. 
Meanwhile, people are dying. Meanwhile, you know, at this time, members of the media, the late night talk show circuit was talking about Cuomo sexuals, people that grown ass men in love and sexually attracted to, to Andrew Cuomo. Uh, and we're surprised. Oh, his brother was tight. His brother was in tight and close uh, to, to his own brother's aides. I mean, come on now. Another big super chat by my brother. What rapid. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I also saw a comment by D-Style Boxing, El Capitan. Please drop the link to your show right after here because it's HCP at the top of the hour on D-Style Boxing. D-Style says what's crazy is he could just excuse himself from covering his brother due to conflict of interest, but instead he got exclusive access. He says backfired. Chinese Yoda, Brian Seltzer, a fucking clown. Uh, New Media USA Today, Boxing Facts. Uh, Chinese Yuda, BBC in the UK, the same. Uh, BFT style boxing again. Fox News uh, lies a, a lot top, laughing my ass off. Um, and then D style boxing comes back with MSNBC lies a whole lot. They do. The fact is, they all lie. Uh, but CNN. CNN uh, takes the cake. I'm sorry. Everybody. I'm sorry. Knows, everybody knows that Fox News is a mouthpiece for the Republican Party. Everybody knows that MSNBC is a mouthpiece for the Democratic Party. Uh, CNN's the one pretending to, you know, be right down the middle, hitting that sweet spot, going after the independents like Joe. Um, But they're anything but. And look, as you said, he was overseeing um, a big scandal here in New York State where I live. You know, the nursing home scandal. Again, tens of thousands of people were dying while that coverage was taking place. Uh, Joe, let's have a watch. Cuomo cover-up. That is a burning question today after a top Cuomo aide appears to admit that the governor's office intentionally delayed releasing COVID death numbers at nursing homes to state legislators because they were worried a federal investigation was underway. Chief Investigative Reporter Jonathan Deans joins us now with the latest, John. Natalie, the governor's office denies there was a cover-up. They say they kept the nursing home death data secret for months because they were trying to fend off a Trump Justice Department inquiry, which they say was all politics. But it's an explanation that appears to have backfired. Governor Cuomo visited the White House today as back home controversy was exploding around his administration. Questions swirling about a possible cover-up and what his health department really knew about the scope of COVID deaths at nursing homes. The governor's administration was intentionally on. So while that was going on, his brother was doing interviews about mama's spaghetti and ear ears and how big they are. Let's bring out the, the, the oversized Q-tips to emphasize that. You're single, you're ready to mingle. Joe, what are your thoughts? This is why I can't even watch network network news media television anymore. I, I, I get all my news on YouTube now. That's what I do, man. I, I I watch I watch all all I watch people on YouTube to get my news, right? Because I know that there's no agenda. That there's still some type of an agenda, but it's not nowhere near as bad as as what you get. I mean, everyone's gonna have their opinions, right? Like I, I really like listening to Tim Pool. He's become one of my favorites here on YouTube because I think he calls it down the middle because he'll criticize both parties, whatever. But um. You just can't. You just can't trust these people anymore. You just can't trust these guys anymore. It's just, 
it's just too ridiculous now. It's it's it they, they, they they've become operatives. That's what they've become. They've become operatives, and they're and it's almost like they're surrogates for their you know the CNN obviously and, and MSNBC is surrogates for the Democratic Party and Fox is a surrogate for the Republican Party. So it's just. I mean, what's the you can't you just can't take it serious. What's the difference between that Joe and the interview we started the show with, where that guy was essentially gassing up Leonard Ellerby? Yeah, doing chin ups on his nuts. It was horrible. <laughs> Talking about how good his hands are and would he be able to whoop Eddie Hearns? You're in the gym, brother. <laughs> it's the same level of journalism, as far as I'm concerned. It's the same level. And look, Cuomo got fired. We get that. He lost his job. But why was it over this? You know, that that's my question. Why why was it over this? I mean, if you want to talk about things that he should have lost his job over, you know, there there's other things that I would I would have have started. What about with. lying about quarantine and when he was supposed to quarantine? Yes. What about that? No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he said that he was in a basement quarantining. Um I'll show I'll show the video of that uh, right now, actually, and uh, and we can actually have a have a look at it. Hold on, Joe. All right I here, it. I got it right here. All right, so this is a guy who was essentially pretending to be in his basement quarantining uh, because of COVID, and it was a fake story. Here we go. The official reentry from the basement, cleared by CDC. A little sweaty, just worked out. Happens. This is what I've been dreaming of, literally for weeks. My wife, (laughs) she was cleared by the CDC. She doesn't have fever. She doesn't have the symptoms anymore. More than seven days from her quarantine. We're still a little scared, so I'll just give you one of these. Just give you one of these. Just give you one of these. these. Bella has, of course, taken the video. This is the dream, just to be back up here doing normal things. Thank you for being so nice to me. Thank you for taking care of everything you had to. Thank you for taking care of me. And Bella, thank you for stepping up and now adding family videographer to your resume. Yes, She's rolling her eyes. So for those of you who don't know, uh, that was all fake. Isn't it called resume? Yeah, he's just trying to be funny. Um, all of that was fake. And, and this was actually covered at the time. This isn't like this was a secret. People realized that this was a fake story. It was covered by Ryzen. I'll, I'll show you guys right now that footage right here. The official reentry from the basement, cleared by CD. Clip Crystal, and it makes it seem as if it's like, oh, Chris, Chris is finally coming out of the basement. This is the first time. First look of him emerging. Ever officially. happened. First look. I mean, first of all, I can never do something like that. <laughs> so it's so embarrassing. embarrassing. It's like fancy Southampton home. But, okay, that's not the weird part. The weird part is that's not the first time he's gone out of the basement. And we know that because of the, you know, the altercation that he described in that radio interview that we talked about earlier, where he's like, I don't want to be standing on my lawn, you know, somebody coming after me. And, you know, so we're going to get to that right now. But the whole thing was performative, as Virtuoso says. The whole thing was cringe, as Chinese Yoda says. Uh, And as Chauncey says, clowns, clowns, clowns. Goofy. What is the difference between that and the lettered LRB interview at the beginning of the show? I mean, if anything, I'd say it's probably worse. 
Now, if you're going to talk about being fired uh, or being held accountable for doing your job, he should have been fired over that. That That's me not, you know, doing my job as a teacher. That's you not doing your job, Joe, working for the city, right? Or doing your work. That that's that That's not doing your job. And in journalism, how is that not a fireable offense? Joe, I don't know. What are your thoughts? They're just frauds. They're just frauds. And the only the only reason why they do fight, they did fire him is because they got caught. Like they couldn't cover it up. They they try to cover up as much as they can and play along as much as they can. And once they can't do it any longer, then they then they stop throwing, you know, the people under the bus. Because they got found out. And they've continued to get found out for the longest time now. I think it also also has to do with the fact that sexual assault and these type of allegations are are hot button topics these days. It was something I guess they didn't think they could PR their way out of. But, I mean, he faked that. And the funny thing is, while he was supposed to be hiding in his basement, quarantining from not just his family but from society – uh, this is what actually happened. Let's let's have a watch. Other side of the story involving CNN anchor Chris Cuomo and a man on a bicycle. The cyclist is now speaking up. And the way he tells it, he was so unnerved by the exchange of words with Cuomo that he filed a police report about the incident. He spoke exclusively with our Stephen Fabian. This man says he had a nasty encounter with CNN anchor Chris Cuomo over COVID-19 quarantine. Now he's talking exclusively to Inside Edition. He started getting very agitated very quickly. The confrontation came to light when Cuomo, who is recovering from COVID-19, raged about it on his Sirius XM radio show. I don't want some jackass, loser, fat tire biker um, to be able to pull over. Uh, and get in my face and in my space and talk to me. I don't want to hear it. We can now. By the way, he made it seem like it was a biker, you know, like like a Hell's Angels guy or something. It was a cyclist. Well, that guy, that guy's very intimidating, isn't he? Dude, he was just riding around his neighborhood on a bicycle. That guy's and, scary, huh? And saw a guy who was in the in in on a major network pretending to be hiding in his base basement out and about with a bunch of people, no mask on. Uh, I thought you were quarantining. He, he confronted him on it. And then that happened. Reveal that the cyclist is 65 year old David Whelan. The cyclist <laughs> says it all started when he was out for a 65 year old. You can't make this up. A 65 year old on a bicycle. Look at the dude. I mean, I couldn't think of anybody less threatening than that. A bike ride and noticed several people at this property that Chris Cuomo owns in the ritzy Hamptons. The cyclist says he stopped his bike about 100 feet away, and that's when he recognized the CNN anchor. I said, you're supposed to be quarantining. What are you doing out? What are you doing with all these people? You're not, oh, I said, you're not even practicing social distancing. Whelan says Cuomo confronted him. And he, at that point, began to come closer uh, uh, who the hell are you? What do you know about this? What do you know about the rules? Whelan says he brought up Cuomo's brother, the governor of New York. I did tell him your brother is the coronavirus czar. Why aren't you following his rules? That didn't make him happy. He was coming closer and closer and very angry. 
he said, you have not seen the last of me over this, and you will meet me again over this. Did that seem like a threat to you? Uh, it's pretty much a threat to me when a guy's, you know, furious and... Uh, yeah, that's a threat. Whelan says he left before Cuomo, whose wife has also tested positive for COVID-19, got within 40 feet of him. A CNN spokeswoman says Chris has said emphatically that this has never happened. Yeah, sure. It never happened. He admitted it on his own stupid-ass radio show. (laughs) Never happened. So, look, Joe. uh, I got it here. This guy's a, a major journalist working for a major news network, probably the the biggest network associated with 24-hour news in the world, CNN. Uh, He's supposed to be in a basement quarantining. He's telling everybody to do it. His brother's governor of New York. He's telling everybody to do it. Meanwhile, he's out in the Hamptons with a bunch of people, uh, essentially confronting cyclists that he now says are bikers. Why was he not fired for that, Joe? Well, because he's Chris Cuomo. He's the he's the, the brother of the governor of New York. He's not gonna he's not gonna get fired, right? They're gonna protect him because he's gonna he has according to according to you know himself, he has plausible deniability, right? There was no I guess there was no other witnesses. Did anyone else was did anyone else come out and speak out against him? No, nah, it was essentially just him, his wife, that, and his friends. So. so just that one guy there that was that that was you know complaining about it. Now, if there was cameras there, then then there would have been a different story. But there was no cameras there. Let me just tell you this: mm-hmm. when I when I got COVID, I was out for ten days. You know, you know how, how our jobs pay us if we're out for COVID, right? We get yep. the, the COVID leave. Now, if I was out and about walking around on the street and someone from the city saw me while I was supposed to be quarantining. I don't, I don't think I'd be working right now. I don't think there's anything your union could do in that case to protect. No, not at all. And I I don't, I don't think there's anything my union would be able to do to protect that. We would be gone. Right. I I, I think there's no doubt that we'd be gone. Yeah. I think that there's no doubt that we'd be gone. Uh, But this guy kept his job. And then people are acting like they're surprised that while his brother was going through this sexual assault allegation crisis, and I put that in air quotes, that he was close to his brother and his aides. He did nothing but puff pieces for months for his brother uh, during a, during a crisis, as we talked about earlier, where tens of thousands of people were dying in New York in nursing homes alone. So, you know, that's Cuomo. Uh, I want to pivot real quick to some major politicians here before we close out. First up, you know, let's talk about accountability. I'd like to talk about this lady right here. I know she's not a big fan favorite. She's not a fan of mine, and I'm not a fan of hers, but uh, let's have a listen. This is a nation founded by immigrants unless you know you are your history is of of your ancestors being kidnapped and brought over on a slave ship unless you are native american your people are immigrants and the idea that we have a president of the united states that on this issue has vilified a whole group of people um and i by the way i believe it is because it is a distraction for him he talks about that wall 
He wants everyone to be preoccupied with his billion dollar, multi-billion dollar vanity project. And it's because he's not dealing with the real issues impacting people in our country, like the fact that almost half of American families can't afford a 400. So uh, there's that, Joe. That's candidate Harris. All right. I'd like you to now have a listen to Vice President Harris. Here we go. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. And I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. Occur. I actually got to go back a little legal bit methods. Uh, and play that one from the beginning, because uh, this also is courtesy of the Garden. Let's play that back. Clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. So we heard the end of that quote before. But, Joe, what, what are your thoughts seeing that? Uh, you know, you run on the platform of being pro-immigrant. I used to ask people uh, who questioned me about why I'm not a big fan of Joe Biden. And they say, oh, you have to vote for Joe Biden, maestro. The kids in cages. The immigrants. Trump, he's anti-immigrant. He's all about building that wall. He doesn't want people to come to our country. Uh, and then you see that. Again, where's the accountability? Where are those people right now holding these people to account? Where are the people that said, oh, Maestro, you, 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 you got to be voting for, for Harris and Biden? And I'm not saying you should vote for Trump. But the idea that you should have voted for these two people because of immigration where are you now? Who's holding these people accountable? Joe. More hypocrisy. Just like the vaccine. Oh, Biden and, and Harris were saying, oh, we don't trust the vaccine. Anything that comes out of the Trump administration. As if Trump was the one in, in a back room concocting the vaccine himself. Like he, he like he was making the vaccine himself. Again, there was... The ridiculousness of it. The same vaccine that was created under Trump's administration, okay, they're using right now. And they're shoving it down everyone's throat. And, I, and again, I'm not pro or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm against the mandates, but I am vaccinated. But once again, how is it all of a sudden a great vaccine? You admit you want to mandate it. We're trying to get everyone vaccinated. But when it was under Trump's administration, you didn't trust it. So how so how can you make people trust the vaccine now after you yourselves didn't trust it before? What has changed? Nothing. Nothing. So it's just politically expedient now for them to do what they're doing now and say what they're saying now, right? Because it fits their narrative. Politics, yeah. is, politics as usual. At 100%. It's like, again, you you find uh, a reason to want to like somebody. It doesn't matter if that reason is true or not. Um, and it doesn't matter if after the fact they've totally reneged on the reason that you provided for your support. Here we are. 
Uh, let's have a listen to this because they oh my Astro, the kids in cages. Yeah, I was I was super against the kids in cages. Is anyone for the kids in cages? Really? Kids in cages. I haven't found anyone for that. It was Obama. It was Obama and Biden during during their leadership. But you know what? Let's have a let's have a look at this real quick. Is the Biden administration reopening a temporary facility for migrant children in Texas? Well, um, first, uh, the policy of this administration, as you all know, but. By the way, this is this week's edition, Joe, of the Bob and Weave. I want to see her Bob and Weave her ass around this question. I got to run it back from the beginning. Uh, give me a second. Uh, I got to run it back from the beginning because I really want us to have a listen. A listen to this so that we can fully understand exactly what I'm talking about. Again, uh, we were told kids in cages. Oh, my Astro, it's the kids in cages. You got to support. You got to support these people because they're against the kids in cages. Uh, Were they really against the kids in cages? You know, I don't don't really know if they were because, number one, uh, again, they were the people that actually built the cages, um, and those who were of who were like me, whose families are of immigrant backgrounds, will know this. Okay, um, they put them there. The, the, the both uh, administrations have done nothing to stop them, right? And now we're at a stage where the people that were so up in arms about the kids, right, the kids in cages, are now silent. They're absolutely silent about this, and they've got nothing to say. They've got nothing to say at all. Uh, bef- before I go back, um, before I go back to that, Joe, do you want anything? Do you want to add anything to that? You know, it's crazy because every single administration has, you know, taken part in the kids in cages, but they'll always go back to the previous admi- administration and criticize them. Meanwhile, they they're doing the same thing currently. So. I, I just don't understand. How, like, do they think that we're that stupid? Because the t- the statistics are out there, the research is there. We could fact check them, and you know it, it's out there that, it, that all this started with Obama, right? It's not just the, it's not just the data. I mean, there's video evidence of it. But again, let's 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 see you try to bob and weave this question real quick. Why is the Biden administration reopening a temporary facility for migrant children in Texas? Well, um, first, uh, and just to be clear, reopening means that it was closed, and now you're opening it again. Just just to be clear, the policy of this administration, as you all well know, but just for others, is not to expel unaccompanied children who arrive at the border, uh, and the. So let's put them in cages because we're not going to expel them. We're going to keep them, keep them in cages. Process, how it works is that uh, Customs and Border Control uh, con- uh, continue to transfer unaccompanied children to the HHS Office of Refugee Resettlement. That can take a couple of days. I just want to give this context because people need to understand the process. But because of COVID-19 protocols, uh, the like social distancing requirements, the capacity of existing Office of Refugee Resettlement Shelters has been significantly reduced because, of course, you can't have a child in every bed. Um, there needs to be spacing, and we abide by those spacing to protect the kids um, who are um, living in those facilities for a short period of time. And to ensure the health and safety of these kids, HHS took steps to open an emergency facility to add capacity where these children can be provided the care they need while they are safe. 
All right. So I'm just going to stop it there, Joe, because, again, uh, the people that were supporting these clowns, uh, specifically around the Im- issue of immigration, uh, don't seem to be holding, holding them to any kind of accountability. So, you know, I'm going to do it, right? I'm, I'm going to do it right here, right now, because she's talking about COVID protocols and physical distancing and this, that, and the other. I want you to have a look, Joe, at this and then give me your thoughts on the level of, of, of physical distancing and the level of, of, of care um, that, that you see in terms of um, the children in, in this facility, the one that she's referring to. Let's have a watch right now because somebody has to hold these people to account, and I, I, I don't mind being the one to do it. Let's have a watch. Images have surfaced from inside the overcrowded border facilities on the U.S. side. These photos provided to PBS NewsHour by Congressman Henry Cuellar of Texas show adults and children bunched together on sleeping mats at a makeshift tent facility in Donna, Texas, operated by U.S. Customs and Border Protection. It comes amid an outcry from a bipartisan group of U.S. senators after they toured a border facility last Friday with Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Press were barred from the trip. Democratic Senator Chris Murphy said that he fought back tears while touring the facility. Republican Senator Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia said the facilities were, quote, overrun. The numbers are just continuing to grow and there's no um, impedance for for these children to be coming in. Mayorkas told ABC News yesterday. Joe, your thoughts. And again, this is eight months ago, but not much has changed uh, other than the fact that the people who were obsessed with the kids in cages apparently on voting day, uh, they've stopped talking about it because I haven't heard these people mention this topic to me at all since Election Day. But go ahead, Joe. I think you're on mute, brother. It's, it's, It's pretty sad how they just suppress all this information. And you know what they say, out of sight, out of mind. So once they hide this information, and this is all manipulation from the media, right? The media covers this stuff up too, because they're the ones that don't report on this stuff, right? They're the ones that cover it up, and they're the ones that, you know, you have to to go on YouTube, and you have to see these people who are not really affiliated with anybody, right? the people that have their own platforms there on YouTube, these are the ones, these are the, the outlets that you'll, you'll, you'll find the truth and they'll pull up these clips, but you can't find these clips on CNN because they're not going to show it to you. MSNBC is not going to show it to you. Fox may show it to you, but probably not. Right. So you have to go dig it. You have to go digging. It's pretty sad when you have to go digging yourself for this information. I mean, I dig. I dug it out just preparing for tonight's show. You had to find it. Uh, you know, you, you had to. You had to. You had to openly do a search for it to find it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Last one, Joe, because I know we've got uh, HCP coming up next. I know you're going to be on. Uh, I want you to have a look at this because this was a big one for me too, in terms of holding people accountable. Let's have a listen to this. I'm Joe Biden. It's time we had a $15 an hour minimum wage so families can earn a living and get ahead. As president, I'll make sure we get it done. I approve this message, and I can't do without you. So join me. This is comedy. Never lived up. $15 minimum wage. Yeah. All right, brother. I got to break out of here because I got to head over there real quick. I got one minute. But I will. Thank thank you for having me on, man. And and, uh, peace out, everybody. And I'll catch up with you guys. 
100%. That's the end of the show, everyone. Uh, Sucker Punch will be back next week. Head over to D-Style Boxing for HCP. That's Hispanics causing panic. Thanks, everyone. And, uh, yeah, boxing is 90% politics. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to Pro Smoke by Maestro A, because that's where I'm going to continue to do these shows, and I'm going to leave the boxing stuff strictly to Maestro A, boxing. I want to thank everyone that was here. I'll see everybody tomorrow night for uh, Mano a Mano Live with Kenny T. Couldn't do it yesterday. We're doing it tomorrow. See everyone. It's going to be 100% boxing, Mano a Mano Live with Kenny T. Tomorrow night, that's Wednesday. <laughs> Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. I know you're going to dig this. Hey,